This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Chris Brooks here, and I want to thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Did you know that we are funded by the generosity of listeners just like you? Would you help us finish this month strong? Just call 888-644-4144 or give at equipradio.org. Please enjoy the following pre-recorded encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equipped with Chris Brooks. I'm so thrilled you've tuned in today. We've been praying for you. Why don't you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He's given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Those are the words of Scripture, and I greet you with those words today. We have a phenomenal program. I believe it's going to impact many. We're going to discuss why people are leaving the Christian faith. You don't want to change that dial. If you're someone struggling with your faith or if you love someone who is, today i got a great guest and a wonderful resource. We're going to take your calls at 877 877- Live 675. But before we do that, I want to say thank you to those of you who have been supporting the program. Your partnership is absolutely amazing. It's incredible. You allow us to be on in communities all throughout the U.S. and into Canada, and I'm grateful for it. Today, as we get close to the end of this month, I do need to make this appeal, though, so that we can make sure that we are meeting our budget, covering the cost of airtime, and able to be here with you each and every day with great guests and resources. So in order for us to finish this month strong, I need 10 friends who can stand with us at a dollar a day. A dollar a day, uh, two ways you can do that, a one-time gift of $360. That would be huge for us if 10 friends can do that now at 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Or you can do a monthly gift of $30 a month. Uh, Let me just say, to be clear, if you're a guest to uh, or first-time listener to the program, you're still checking us out, please know uh, that I'm simply appealing to those who have been blessed by the program, who have been encouraged. If you're still checking us out, don't feel any pressure to have to respond at all. But if you have been blessed and if you have kind of vetted us and you see that we genuinely are committed to uh, blessing people and we've been a blessing in your life, I would ask that you would prayerfully consider partnering with us. We need 10 friends that can stand with us for a dollar a day. That's a one-time $360 gift. You can call the number now at 888-644-4144, and I promise I'll keep you updated as we go throughout the program. Well, today, as I said, we want to talk about people who are leaving the Christian faith and ask the question, why? Why are people leaving the Christian faith? The numbers are alarming and unavoidable. In one decade, we have seen the percentage of Americans who identify as Christians drop by 10%. That's a pretty rapid drop. On top of that, simultaneously, we have seen that the fastest growing segment of our population in this country identify as religious nuns, those who have no connection to organized religion. 
But those are just statistics, and uh, statistics can kind of be mind-numbing at times, but deeply impersonal. Beyond the stats are real people, and I think we know these real people. Sometimes they're our neighbors, sometimes they're in our own families, sometimes they're our friends who have chosen to walk away from the faith after living a Christian life or being a part of the local church. It's, uh, It's alarming to say the least. Uh, I think of some of these stories, like the mom who left the Christian faith because she prayed for her sick son to be healed and he still died. Or the case that was most recently made popular of Abraham Piper. Maybe you've heard of him. No doubt many of you who have been following Christ for a while have heard of his dad, the well-known pastor and teacher John Piper. What's been noted and documented uh, that Abraham is a pretty outspoken Uh, agnostic or atheist uh, who uh, has uh, uh, not only walked away from the faith, but has taken a a, a real sense of antagonism towards the faith. Or maybe uh, you heard the story of former Desiring God author and Moody professor Paul Maxwell, who recently renounced his faith on Instagram, saying that he is not a Christian anymore, and he cites the damaging impact social media has had on his faith. Many are leaving the faith, the the reasons, there's a myriad of reasons for it. Today, I want to have a conversation about it because we can't simply treat it as a taboo topic. We need to deal with it head on. And I'm holding a book in my hand that does just that. It is written uh, with uh, compassion, but it is also written with direct, frank truth about why people are walking away and why they shouldn't, why they should continue to follow Jesus. Dr. Michael Brown is my guest. The book is, Has God Failed You? Finding Faith When You're Not Even Sure God Is Real. Uh, Michael Brown, uh, no doubt many of you have heard of him. He uh, is the president of Ask Dr. Brown. He also hosts a daily talk show, radio talk show, The Line of Fire. He has written over 40 books, 2,000 op-ed pieces, and counting He's a huge blessing, someone I deeply appreciate. Dr. Brown, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, you, you've obviously spent a lot of time thinking about this deeply. Every book has an origin story. Can you just share a little bit about why you felt compelled to write Has God Felt You? Yeah, I'm, I'm living in the same world you are, Chris, and I'm watching with pain as different Christian leaders are renouncing their faith, as people that I, I knew knew them growing up and they were on fire and, and now they don't believe anymore or they're identifying in very, very different ways or saying, well, you know, I was once part of a religious cult. You're thinking, what, what happened? How did this happen? And as you mentioned, I've written a lot of books, but, but I felt inadequate to write this one because I was asking myself, what can I tell these people that they haven't heard before? Or why are my answers going to be different than the other answers they, they've heard? And yet I felt a real burden to reach out and to say, look, I'm not writing for a statistic. I'm not writing just for, for a number, because the yes. numbers are staggering. But as I was writing the book, I was literally seeing faces in my mind's eye. I was hearing cries. I was, I was watching people say, God, where are you? And if you're really there, why aren't you answering me? I was thinking of the many young people who've been so negatively impacted, and they have 
uh, adverse views of the Bible. Josh McDowell has said that the objections to God in the Bible that he used to encounter on college campuses, he's now encountering with kids who are 12 or 13 years old. And, and when an editor from, from this publisher, Chosen Books, reached out to me a couple of years ago and said, Mike, the Bible talks about a great falling away. Do you think this is the time period we were in? Maybe you could write a book addressing that. As I leaned into that book, it became this book. It became a book not about an abstract theological question, is this the great falling away, but why are so many falling away? And I felt so much pain in writing the book that I proposed a title that I know is a bold title because as a follower of Jesus, as someone who's walked with the Lord almost 50 years now, I know that God in his nature cannot fail. And yet many people truly feel as if God has failed them. If, if the God that's spoken of in the Bible is real, then it seems he failed them. Hence the title, Has yes. God Failed You? You know who, those of you who listen to the program, you know that every day I'm going to bring my pastoral concern uh, to this uh, radio program because I really do uh, have concern for each and every one of you and for the people that you love and care for. So two groups that I would love to just hear from today, maybe even pray with today, Dr. Brown and myself. The first is uh, those of you who are struggling with your faith. Maybe you haven't walked away yet, but you're certainly struggling with deep doubts and uh, maybe even wounds, and you're uh, considering uh, walking away from your faith. I'd love to at least have the opportunity to talk with you. Or maybe you love someone who has walked away from their faith or is thinking about doing it, and you're wondering, how can I best be a friend to them, to love them? How do I respond? What should I say? I think Dr. Brown's book is a wonderful resource for you as well. The phone number, and folks are calling from around the country already, but I want you to call now, 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. We'll take as many calls as we can. I do want to make sure that we get to the content of Dr. Brown's book because there is so much there. Michael, let's talk about church hurt because when we talk about reasons why people are walking away from the faith, it's not just, again, the, the classical things that maybe we've heard before, but uh, how much is church hurt playing into this? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that, Chris. And really in the book, you could break things down in, into two major issues. One is experiential, and the other is intellectual philosophical. You know, the intellectual philosophical would be objections to the Bible or the God of the Bible, or why does God hate gays, or did God command Israel to commit genocide, or, or why is there so much suffering in the world, the problem of evil. You know, so the intellectual philosophical objections, which are very real and must be addressed, but then experiential. It could either be, like you mentioned, the mom who prayed for her daughter's healing of leukemia, and she was sure her daughter was going to be healed, and she wasn't. She ultimately concluded the whole thing wasn't real. Or people who are hurt in church, hurt by relationships. It could be hurt, say, with the latest scandal. This Christian leader, my pastor, sure. I thought he was a man of God, found out he was committing adultery or stealing money, or the church let me down. You know, here I went through a crisis, and they treated me as if there was something wrong with me. You know, my husband left me, committed adultery, left me alone, and I got looked at as like the, the wicked party. And, and if, if these are God's people, I don't want anything to do with it. So I have a chapter in the book that's called We're Part Sinner and We're Part Saint. 
I recognize also that the church getting so hyper-political in recent years has turned many people off. It's like, I came to church to hear about Jesus instead of hearing a political sermon. So church hurt is very real, and to whom much is given, much is required, depending on the platform we have, the people looking to us, if we mess up, it hurts a lot of people. But I, I try to deal with things realistically, to say, first, there are plenty of fine and godly people in the body. Don't make it as if everybody is evil, everybody's wicked, everybody's a hypocrite. You get hurt, and, and then you exaggerate reality. The other thing to realize is, yeah, God does transform us, but, but then there are other areas in our lives where we're not transformed, where we have to grow. Yes. And just like you see it in the church, it's the same in your own life. And, and when you realize the mercy that God has towards you and me on a daily basis in our failings, in our weaknesses, then realize that, that that's the mercy he has on others too. And if we can get by the, the person who disappointed us, look, the, the reason we make such a big deal about a scandal with this famous pastor or apologist, whatever, who's been exposed in sin, it's terrible, it's inexcusable, but it's the exception to the rule. That's why it's so scandalous. And if people didn't find love and compassion and help in church, all of our buildings would be empty. So don't come to a wrong conclusion about God because some of his followers hurt you. There are plenty of godly people. And then if you cut yourself off entirely, it doesn't help anyway. It's understandable. But if we understand human nature and realize, hey, there are people who care, and you may only be alive today because a saintly Christian has been praying for you, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah, I think as we get ready to go to break of Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2, many of you are familiar with these words. The Hebrew writer, the ancient preacher says this, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the, of the throne of God. You know, it's so important in moments like this, this in seasons like this, if you're going to walk out the Christian faith and remain um, resolved in your faith, remain steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, that we fix our eyes on Jesus. We can appreciate people, and people play a key role in our lives. Praise God for those who feed us, who teach us, who disciple us, who help us to grow in the faith. Michael Brown has those people. I have those people. But ultimately, my faith isn't in my pastor. My faith isn't in that person who's a great teacher. My faith is in Jesus. If we fix our eyes on him, I believe that our eyes, our gaze will be on the right person and in the right place. Listen, we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back and ask Dr. Brown, how do you overcome when you feel like God is the one that lets you down? We need 10 partners today, dollar a day, $360 gift, 888-644-4144. Do you long for joy that supersedes your circumstances? Did you know that some of the most joyful people have endured unbelievable trauma? Because living joyfully is all about the habits we create in our daily lives. That's why I want to send you the four habits of joy-filled people by Dr. Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi. They combine spiritual truth with proven brain science to guide us into joyful living. This life-changing book can be yours with a gift of any amount to equip. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Again, we're asking for 10 friends who can stand with us today as we finish the month out strong. It's amazing. 
God has brought us faithfully through another month, but we do need 10 friends who can stand with us today uh, at a dollar a day financially. That's a $360 gift for uh, the year. Also, you can do a $30 a month gift. The phone number is 888-644-4144, 888-644-4144. Dr. Michael Brown is my guest today. The book is Has God Failed You? And uh, we're talking about those who are leaving the faith. So many reasons from uh, a sense of unanswered prayer to church hurt uh, to uh, maybe a, a, a leader who was a hero who fail morally or spiritually, uh, all of these reasons. But yet, Dr. Brown, with compassion and frank honesty, uh, points us to why we should continue to trust in Christ. Michael, I'm going to go to the phone lines. Andy is listening in Colorado Springs. Hey, Andy, thanks for listening. What's your comment today? Yes, hi, Chris. Uh, boy, you got my dollar a day, and then some. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. Love your program, and uh, thank you, Dr. Brown. I love, uh, boy, I already love you and uh, this book. Uh, my wife and I came here from Atlanta. I had a, a very rich church life and, and everything, and then came, uh, got into the ministry, and uh, survived that and everything and our faith is still intact and but yet when you even the first few things you said rarely when you were talking about um john piper's son etc i i was still in shock and um while i know ministry is um we're just people out out here and and everything but I was really shocked <clears throat> to hear some of the folks you said are just leaving the faith, and I'm I'm trying to comprehend. Uh, and I know, um, like you said, they obviously were very strong, yes. strong, strong folks. Yeah. Um, just wanted to ask about that. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, thanks for listening, Andy. Uh, thanks for your willingness to support the program. I'm so grateful for you. Uh, but Dr. Brown, this is exactly why you wrote the book. I mean, like I think Andy represents so many believers who step back and say, how in the world could this happen to someone who you feel like, by all uh, you know, external indicators, is strong? Yeah, so there, there are a number of different factors. Some people were in church going through the motions and never really experienced God for themselves. So when tough times came, when questions rose, they didn't have the right foundation. And tragically, because we've preached a very superficial gospel in many of our churches across America, kind of a what's in it for me message, and we have no theology of suffering and don't prepare people to go through difficult times. When challenges come, many who don't have good foundations, what they have just falls apart, and, and they don't know God deeply enough to get them through. For, for others... They had good foundations, but they struggled with questions, and they had no environment where they could go with their questions. That's why I wrote a chapter in the book called Permission to Doubt, that we've not had an environment where people could honestly say, you know, Pastor, I'm struggling. 
I don't know if this God thing is real or, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in school and hearing all this about the Bible and I can't sort out what's right. You know, oh, what, what's the matter with you? What, you're a heretic. No, it, we need an environment where they can come and be open with their struggles and questions. So many times we have not provided answers for the deep questions or worse still told them that's a great question. And a lot of people struggle with that. And it's a valid question. Let's think it through together. And then for others, they're secretly struggling with sin in their lives. You'll see it, say, with, with someone who's outwardly heterosexual, married, but inwardly has yeah. been struggling with same-sex attraction for years and years. And they think, well, who can I tell? What can I do with this? How can I deal with it? And then finally they get to the breaking point, and they just come out and say, I don't think any of this is true. And then you find out there are other things that are going on. So there are different reasons with different people. And statistically, the churches that are bleeding the most are the most liberal. In other words, the ones that aren't preaching a real gospel at all, why are people interested in that Christianity? They're dropping out of that more than anywhere. And what I'm seeing around the world and across America where we preach Jesus without compromise, where we hold to the truth of Scripture without compromise, where people are really encountering God and knowing Him for themselves, for themselves, and where we have an environment that is open and honest, people are flocking there. Yes, some are falling away, but many are flocking because the power of God is still expressed in the gospel. Uh, Andy, I want you to stay on the line uh, for two reasons. First off, I want to uh, continue to pray for you. Secondly, uh, my producer is going to get your uh, information so we can send you a complimentary book uh, from Dr. Michael Brown, Has God Felt You? I believe you'll be blessed by the book, and I, I believe a man with your heart will use it to bear more faithful witness to his friends, his neighbors, and those that God has placed in in your life and sphere of influence. Father, thank you for Andy. Thank you for a life well lived. Thank you for his faithfulness and ministry to you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would endow him with the grace, uh, Lord, to be a minister of reconciliation to the lost, but also to the falling away. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would encourage his heart today. Bless him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Andy. Stay on the line. Our producer will uh, uh, get you that book. And also thank you again for your monthly support. You know, Dr. Brown, uh, I think about Matthew 13 and the parable of the sower and the seeds. And we, we know that um, in that parable, there are those who, uh, again, appear to receive the word with glad hearts. But then when persecution comes or the cares of this world, uh, that, the, that seed does not bear uh, fruit, or at least the fruit does not remain. Uh, I think that so much of what you just said about uh, watered-down theology, about not having a doctrine of suffering is so, so true. Let's go to Jeff, who's listening in Moses Lake, Washington. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much for listening. What's your comment for Dr. Brown? Well, uh, the two of you stole quite a bit of my thunder, so I'll just affirm and confirm what the both of you have been saying. I'm a licensed therapist. I deal a lot with Christians, and I spend so much time untangling bad theology uh, or bad responses to failed Christians. And I think you guys nailed it when you said you must have the correct uh, theology of suffering 
And I'm also glad that you mentioned uh, Desiring God Ministries. I've found that the greatest offensive strategy uh, for, for a response to failed Christians is to uh, uh, take what you said about keeping our eyes on Jesus and then taking it one step further and learning how to cultivate the ability to be happy in God, to be contented in God. And that's much of the Christian hedonism that you hear coming out of John Piper. And so just just wanted to um, press on the gas that uh, you folks have, have laid out here. Jeff, thanks for what you do, brother. If you don't mind staying on the line, we'd love to get you a complimentary book as well. Maybe it will help as you in your practice as you uh, meet with these clients who are struggling with their faith. I think Dr. Brown's resource would be a phenomenal tool in your tool, uh, toolkit. Uh, thank you again, Jeff, for listening. Dr. Brown, what do you think about what Jeff shared? Uh, yes, so amen to his amen to our amen. One chapter in the book is called Perhaps It Was Wrong Theology That Failed You. Look, I believe in praying for the sick today. I believe that God does work miracles. I also know that most of the dying people I pray for are not healed, that most of the blind or crippled people I pray for are not healed. And if we have a theology that says you have whatever you say, if you have a theology that says if you just give, you'll prosper, if you have a theology that says that, that you will be delivered from suffering and delivered from pain and, and no bad thing will happen to you, well, what happens when a family member dies of COVID? Or what happens when your business fails and you go bankrupt? Or what happens when your best friend is killed in a car wreck and that person loves Jesus? Well, you think, well, this whole thing isn't real. Or maybe God hates me or you know, whatever it is. And you come to these wrong conclusions where it wasn't God, it wasn't the Bible, it was a wrong theology. And a lot of this theology, Chris, let's be frank, it works better in America than in yeah, Nigeria yeah, yeah. or Iran or Afghanistan or India or China, where Christians are suffering so much for the faith. You know, we just have this mentality, I'm going to judge your spirituality by how nice your car is. Uh, I was yes. reading a book by a well-known theologian, and he said, you know, 50 years ago, what united the charismatic movement was belief in the gifts of the Spirit. Today, what unites it is belief in the prosperity message. I mean, that's a yes. very, very scary thing well, well, to you, think about. You, you, you know, you just brought up something, and I think this is worth saying, and that is that in order for truth to really be true, it needs to be true regardless of geographical context and regardless of era or season or time. Not only are so many of the things that you're, you're mentioning only true in America, they're not true throughout church history. We'll be right back with more of Equip right after this. You're listening to a pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Equipped with Chris Brooks, having a fascinating conversation with Dr. Michael Brown concerning his new book, Has God Failed You? It's more than a provocative topic. It's the reality behind the falling away of many from the Christian faith. Why is it happening? How do we understand it from the lens of biblical prophecy to the practical realities of church hurt and so many so much pain i'm so grateful for him joining me we're going to be taking your calls in just a moment but again i want to say before we go further how important your partnership is for us uh, it is so great to know that we are in partnership together 
to tackle the tough issues of our day with relevant and biblical answers. If we have been a blessing to you, I'm asking for you to join us uh, in partnering with us at a dollar a day. Uh, if we need 10 friends today, two have already called. We're grateful for that. We need eight more friends who can stand with us at a dollar a day, a one-time $360 gift. It helps us to stay on in your area and to continue to equip Christians to live, share, and defend their faith. If we've been a blessing to you, can you call now, 888-644-4144. I promise I'll update you throughout the program. But We need eight more friends at 888-644-4144, a dollar a day, $360 gift. And I say thank you in advance for your partnership. Uh, Michael, uh, I asked a question earlier. Before we go to the next caller in Miami, Florida, I want to hear from you. How do you deal with a sense that somehow God has let you down? First thing, I, I want that person to know that it's it's okay to feel that way. That's why I have a whole chapter in the book on the book of Job, because in the midst of the book of Job, Job has it out with God. So he's not an atheist. He's sure God exists, but he's convinced that, that God's become some kind of moral monster, that all the suffering in the world and all the pain and all the injustice is directly caused by God, and he's going to tell him so. One Old Testament scholar said if, if you want to file a complaint against God, there are already forms filled out waiting for you in the Bible. So I want that person to know it's, it's understandable that you feel like that, and I want them to be able to express why they feel that way. And then I, I want to go through, okay, if there is no God at all, if this thing's not real at all, then there is no problem of evil or problem of suffering because this is just the, the random results of, a, of, of, of an evolutionary process that's completely unguided. And yours, no more, there's no more purpose or destiny to your life than there is to a stone lying on the ground. And when a spider eats a fly... There's no more theological problem with that than any suffering in your own life. And, and if there's something in you that says there's got to be more, that, that, that's, that something is crying out and says there, there is more, I want to affirm that. And then, then look at why did you feel God let you down? And then ultimately do what you said earlier, go back to the cross. Let's, yes. look, about, let's look at what we know for sure, that God created this world, and it is messed up, but he loved us enough to involve himself that much and take on that much pain on your behalf so that you could know him. So let's start there and say, God, I don't have answers. I feel like you let me down. I want to believe this is true. I, I see something expressed through the cross. Ask God to help you where you are. Yes. And as you do that, he will manifest his faithfulness and grace and goodness. Let's be raw. Let's be open. I was talking to someone the other day that lost an older child to cancer, and she said very candidly, she said, I don't know that, that I, I can say that God is good. I said, don't. Don't say it. Tell him how you feel. Be honest. Be, that's what happens with Job. And here's the amazing thing about Job. Yes, God rebukes him for speaking arrogantly and speaking wrongly and falsely accusing God. But then he says something amazing at the end of the book. He said that Job spoke rightly about him because Job was saying if there really is a God, then there must be justice in the universe, and somehow my case is going to come out and I'm going to be vindicated. And, and God was saying you are right. 
because God will bring about justice in the end. That's why Jesus gives us parables saying, look, you're going to have to hold on because it's going to look like God is not listening. That's in the Bible. I've never run a marathon, but I've heard about the certain places where you hit that runner's wall and you think, I'm going to die. It's over. Well, if people tell you when you get to this point, it's going to feel like this, but if you keep running, you'll get past it. You could make it. Otherwise, you'll probably quit. So we want to tell them, yeah, we've been there. We've been in that situation. Many in the Bible have. They express, yes. God yeah. wanted that expressed in the Bible to yeah. give you hope that you can run past this and make it. Well, this is one of the ways that we know that the, the Bible is not just <clears throat> a book of propaganda, that Scripture is divine, because it does not just simply give us uh, the stories of uh, fame or celebrity or acclaim or, or, or the, uh, the rainbows or ice cream, as someone once said, but it also gives us the raw realities of pain and difficulty. The Bible is transparent about that, and it's because it's a part of our lived experience. But ultimately, what lament does is instead of causing us to run from God in our pain or disappointment, we cry out to the Lord, the only one who can save and redeem us. And here's what one philosopher said, Dr. Brown, and I know you know this, and I believe it to be true, and that is the resurrection is such a significant event in human history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that if Jesus has risen from the dead, then everything else is a footnote. Doesn't mean it's not real, but when compared to the resurrection, which affirms the deity and lordship of Jesus Christ, if that is in fact true, and it is, then all of our suffering, all of our pain is but a footnote because his, his words are true. And if his word is true, then this light and momentary affliction is working in all of us a more eternal weight of glory. I want to say thanks to those who are standing with the program. Gloria in Southfield, thank you so much. She took us up on that dollar-a-day partnership, $360 gift. Thank you. Marilyn in Florida, thank you so much for partnering with us. Perry in Chicago. But a few names uh, that I want to say thank you to right now. Before the day is over, we're asking for 10 friends who can stand with us. $360 gift that equates to a dollar a day. The phone number 888-644-4144. And what do you do if you say, hey, I'm listening, I'm blessed, I don't have that to give right now. Can I just invite you to pray with us, can, uh, pray for us each and every day? Man, this is warfare. Dr. Brown knows it. He does a daily program. When you're talking about things like this, when you're earnestly contending for the faith, it doesn't come without opposition from the adversary. So we need your prayer. So uh, if you can stand with us, that's fueling our engine. Dial 888-644-4144. Or if you can be a prayer partner, please begin to pray now. Let's go to Tony, who's listening in Miami, Florida. Hey, Tony, thank you so much for listening. How can we pray for you today, brother? Uh, yes, yes, sir, Chris. Uh, thank you for taking my call. And I truly appreciate you and your program as well as uh, yourself, Dr. Brown. Um, but, um, yes, I would definitely offer, I'm sorry, ask that you would pray for myself as well as my wife. Um, uh, my wife is a uh, relatively a new believer. She's pretty much uh, given her life to Christ, give or take roughly, I'd say three years ago or so. Okay. And she really has a uh, hard time uh, in her faith. 
And she recently shared with me, which was not the first time uh, last week, uh, that she was struggling in her faith. And and that conversation came about was because I uh, just felt in my spirit just to, uh, you know, check in with her to see how she's doing in her faith and her walk with Christ and her, you know, uh, personal time and, and, you know, with God and, you know, reading and prayer and things of that nature. And she shared with me that she really had been doing it and putting other things before that. Yeah. And she said the reason uh, for that is that she's been struggling. So, <clears throat> yeah, Tony, turn, if I, I could, ju- if I could just jump in real quickly. Uh, first off, I just want to say this. What a blessing it is, uh, Michael, that a husband is checking in on how his wife is doing spiritually. I just want to say that is a great conversation for parents to have with their children, for spouses to have with one another, for friends. We should always say, how is it faring with your soul? So I just want to commend Tony towards that. I also want to say that there are a lot of people, because of the pandemic, isolation, not being connected to the local church, all of these factors, there's a lot of people who their spiritual rhythms, their intimacy with God has been disrupted. And for me, Dr. Brown, it's a reminder of how important the corporate gathering is, how important it is that we, either in groups or uh, in, in a discipleship ministries, gather together with other believers to grow in our faith. Dr. Brown, anything else you want to say to Tony? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, it's so important that when you do check on someone that they have that liberty to be honest, and, and as Tony's wife was, and to say, hey, I'm not really sure about this, so I'm struggling. And and here's the vicious cycle. I'm not sure if it's true. I'm not sure if the Bible is real. I read the Bible less. I pray less. The less I pray, the less I read the Bible, the more distant I become. And then one thing kind of affirms the other in negativity. So what I would do is say, hey, let's, let's do a Bible study together. Let's read it through together. And let's see, are questions coming up here? Does this make sense? Maybe you can isolate what some of the issues are. Is it intellectual issues? Is it experiential issues? Is it just common sense? That how does this work out here and there? Hey, let's do this together. And, and then ask, hey, can we pray together? And with that, I would pray secretly. I would pray in secret, oh, God, get hold of my wife. Touch her. Make yourself real to her. Because ultimately, if, if she can really be touched with the divine encounter, a lot of the questions go away. And then with that, in a way that's non-condemning and non-pressure-filled, say, hey, why don't, we, why don't we read the Bible together? Let's take time to do that and then see if growth can come out of that. Because, look, when we really spend time with God, our lives will be changed. So appreciate you, Tony. We're going to pray with you today, brother. Father, thank you for Tony. Thank you for his yes. wife. Jesus, we know you died so that she might be redeemed. You're the one who saves. You're the one who keeps and sanctifies us. So keep her, Lord. Keep her feet from falling. Keep her from drifting. And I do pray for Tony that they would find themselves in a fellowship of believers who are on fire for you, Lord, who passionately are pursuing you. And I pray that you would continue to allow them to experience just a deep sense of your presence in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Tony, why don't you stay on the line? We'll get a copy of Dr. Brown's book to you as well. Folks, we got to take our final break of the day. But I do pray 
that during these breaks that you're uh, maybe going to our website to figure out how you can order a copy of Michael Brown's uh, newest book, Has God Failed You? Finding Faith When You're Not Even Sure God is Real. It's a book that is honest, that is transparent, and I believe that is so needed for the hour that we're in. Uh, It's not a a matter of uh, whether or not someone in your life is going to struggle with their faith. Uh, That's just a reality that's happening all around us. The real question is, will you be ready to give an answer, to be able to encourage? Will you be a safe place for that person to confide in that, hey, I'm struggling. What do I do with these doubts? Well, hopefully you will be. As Michael Brown has said, we have to create space for people to come and feel safe enough to be transparent, to be honest, whether it's our children, our spouse, our neighbors, or someone from our network. But yet there are answers in scripture. Jesus is the hope of humanity, and we need to continue to hold tight to our faith and trust in him. Go to our website. We have ordering information there for how to get a copy of Dr. Brown's book at equipradio.org. We'll be right back right after this. At Equipped is our goal to strengthen your faith. And we're always excited as we hear stories of people coming to faith as a result of our program. But we couldn't possibly accomplish this mission alone. That's why we're looking for equippers and people just like you who will give a monthly gift to help us keep this program on the air. Would you consider partnering with us? Become an equipper today and receive special insider benefits, such as a bi-weekly email that contains pastoral messages prepared just for you. Call 888-644-4144 or go online to equipradio.org. It is always such a blessing whenever we get uh, comments from listeners who are blessed by the program. And I want to say thanks to Calvin, who's listening in Birmingham, Alabama. Calvin says, Chris, I listen to the program often. It has been a true blessing in my life. May God continue to bless you, your family, and your ministry, and Moody Radio. Calvin, I just want to say thank you, brother. Uh, It's an encouragement to hear from you, and uh, likewise, you're a blessing to us. I want to say thanks to all who are supporting the program and standing with us, like Calvin. Uh, Maybe today you can uh, be a partner with us at a dollar a day. We're praying and hoping for 10 of you who can stand with us at $360 one-time gift or a $30 a month gift. Either way, we would love your partnership. It allows us to finish the month strong. We need to make sure we're good stewards of our time together here, and uh, this is one of the ways we can do that. You can dial the number 888-644-4144. If we've been a blessing to you, stand with us today, 888-644-4144. Michael Brown is my guest. The book, Has God Felt You Finding Faith When You're Not Even Sure God Is Real, So Full of Wisdom, Compassion, and Truth. Going to go to an anonymous caller listening in Indiana. Thank you so much for calling. What's your question today? Thank you. Um, my husband and I like to work in the church with youth activities, but he has a lot of doubts. Is it okay to work with youth, or will that cause the youth to have doubts? I appreciate your honesty. Uh, Thanks for your call, Michael. Yeah. I, I think it's really important that he gets answers to his questions uh, if, if he wants to, if serving strengthens his faith, if serving helps him get stronger in the Lord, 
and the more that he's active doing, the more that he feels God's affirmation. It, it can be positive, but otherwise, if he's really struggling, he's, he's going to be in some level of torment because if, if he's telling kids just believe and God's faithful, he's going to feel like a hypocrite in the process. So unless it's, as I said, that serving strengthens his faith, I would say, get those answers. Really say, God, if I'm going to help other people, I've got to know. Because young people have a lot of questions. Young people have so many issues they're struggling with, and their doubts might make his doubts even deeper. And if, if he doesn't have what's needed for them, then he's ultimately not going to help them or himself. So why not take a season? Why not say, okay, I want to devote the rest of this year to really breaking through in God, to really laying out, okay, what are my biggest issues? What are my biggest questions? What are my biggest doubts? And I'm going to seek God. I'm going to seek answers until I break through. And then he can really have something for these young people. Yeah, I I want to answer that too from the perspective of a pastor, if I could, Michael. Uh, If you were a part of our fellowship and you... Uh, were to uh, ask that question, uh, my response would be, I would hope that while you're serving, that our church leadership had created such a safe environment that you could process through those doubts with church leadership, that you would be in community processing through some of those questions. doesn't have to be known by every member of the church family, but at least by uh, a couple of leaders who can work with you through it. I think the heartbreaking thing for me, Michael, as a pastor, is whenever I hear someone say, I've been struggling with this for months or years, and then they walk away from the faith, and we never had the opportunity as a loving community of brothers and sisters uh, in, in Christ to be able to work with them through their doubts. Talk about just with a minute left the role of the local church in this whole process. Yeah, Chris, I'm so glad that you brought that up a couple of times in the broadcast, that, that we're not supposed to do this on our own in isolation, that we're supposed to be a family. And in that family, there's brokenness, there's honesty, there's joy, there's life that's shared together. Uh, a, a, a threefold cord is not easily broken. And yeah, it is so important to be connected Come with your doubts, come with your problems, come with your issues, and then to pastors, leaders, do what this pastor is telling you to do. Have an environment that is safe for people where they're not cast out because they're struggling or hurting, struggling with a sin, struggling with doubts. Let's be a family, and as a family, let's minister grace and love, and let's encounter God together. You're such a gift to the body of Christ, brother. I sometimes say to myself, how in the world does he have the time to do all that he's doing? But I'm sure people ask that of you often. But I'm so grateful uh, for your faithfulness to Yeshua. Thank you for uh, just continuing to lift uh, the name of Christ in our our generation. Our culture needs you, and I'm, I'm grateful for the book, Has God Felt You? Thanks for carving out time, Michael. My joy. Thanks for having me. And thanks for being such a pastor to your flock out there. Folks, I want to encourage you, go to our website if you can. Uh, Again, uh, it's such an important book. And maybe it's not for you as much as it is for someone you know that's struggling with their faith in Jesus. Why don't you go to equipradio.org. I want to say thanks to those of you who are supporting the ministry, taking us up 
on that opportunity to partner with us at a dollar a day, a $360 gift. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for doing that. Uh, I so appreciate you. Maybe we've been a blessing to you. Can you do that now? Can you call 888-644-4144 to support the program? So grateful for you. Hey, until we're together again next time, remember Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.